This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, The Business Machines, firing up. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Business Machine. I'm Brian Town, your host and CEO of Michigan Creative. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a really exciting guest all the way from Texas today. And Elizabeth Dukes is the partner and executive vice president of iOffice Incorporated. And iOffice Incorporated has provided innovative facilities management solutions to hundreds of Fortune 1000 corporations since 1989 and focuses on the marketing, sales, customer solution implementation, and ongoing customer satisfaction. This is interesting to me because it really talks about how the worker works in the workplace and how to make it easier for a facilities manager. And so this is a little bit different than we've had before. And, and I'm really excited to talk to Elizabeth. So Elizabeth, thanks for joining me today on The Business Machine. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Good morning. And I think you and I both canceled twice and rescheduled. So, hey, we're even, right? Yeah, exactly. All good. <laughs> So tell me a little bit, somebody comes up to you, Elizabeth, and you're done with work and you're out there in Houston and somebody says, hey, what do you do? What do you tell them? Well, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> yeah, right. I do absolutely nothing. Go, go away. <laughs> um, to, to sort, if, if I'm in the mood to just sort of not carry on the conversation, yeah. it's uh, uh, what do I do is um, I uh, work with a software company that provides solutions to the corporate real estate and facilities industry. Now, if I was at something that was more um, uh, business related, yeah. and people, someone asked me, I would tell them that we deliver software that helps the workspace um, be a more productive environment for the worker. We create solutions that allow the worker to be more productive and it be able to easily engage the resources they need inside the workspace. So I want to talk about two pieces of this because I really want to know, first of all, what, what is a productive work just for one worker, let's talk about that for a second. What, is, what does that workspace look like and to you and to iOffice and to these corporations? What does that mean? Because, you know, we, we do things here, too. We have a couple stand-up desks, and I'm sure it's more complicated than that. But to you, what do you find? And I know not everybody's the same. But in general, what do you think is a productive workspace? What goes into that? Um, well, the most, at the most basic level, it is an, a workspace that is clean and maintained properly and cooled and secure and meets our basic, you know, human needs. Um, and, and we can't forget about that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's function still is key. But at a, a more um, modern perception of that would be a workspace that addresses the employees' needs based on a range of things that they need to do in a day. So they might need a stand-up desk. They might need a quiet room. They might need a meeting room. Yeah. They need to have a, a fluid environment that allows them to gracefully move inside that environment based on what they're working on in any given time of the day. And, and that needs to be supported by technology. So they need to be able to carry their tablet or their laptop and move anywhere in that environment and very easily connect to get their you know uh, work resources they need to be able to seamlessly 
um, uh, reserve spaces. They need to seamlessly be able to request services. They need to be able to seamlessly uh, locate, you know, assets. They need to be able to um, understand where their coworkers are in the space, where events are. So they need. That's to me uh, what a, a, a workspace looks like that's productive. So if we were to take a picture of everybody's desk in I office, they would be 100% clean and organized, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's how it's supposed yes. to work. <laughs> yes. it, um, we have an open workspace. Cool. Uh, uh, I have, there's not a, there's a conference room and we have a couple small huddle rooms with doors. Yep. But everybody sits in the same rooms. Right. Well, a couple rooms. Yeah. But. And that seems to be more common. Does that... I guess, do you have to sometimes convince more traditional firms and organizations? Uh, and is it a struggle to be like, because I know that's kind of the trend, but for some people it's like, eh, we just want cubicles and we want this. Do, do you ever have to convince people on how's that go? Well, or not? I'm not, no, because I'm not really in the business of telling you what workspace works for you. Sure. I'm in the business of helping you more effectively manage that workspace based on the culture and the design that you have right. in your, in your environment. So I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Um, I, I, you know, from a solution standpoint, um, I do, um, write blogs. And when I talk to people, I encourage them to consider alternatives. Now that doesn't mean a completely open environment that just happens to work for my organization. Um, and how we started this company. But, you know, I can see how that open work environment doesn't work for everybody. So they have to understand the dynamics of their workforce and and design around that. Um, so you're not really going in there, or, or are you? I mean, is there that design element, too, that you guys are doing? Because I know you're, it's a software, correct, that helps people manage their facilities. But is there also that front end, too, where you then help them set it up and organize in a way? Or is it simply just the management of their space? Well, it's we don't help them work, set up and design the right. space, okay. but we will recommend, you know, leading practice business processes on how to effectively manage it into the future. So, there is some consulting and guidance based on our experience, but it's really not telling them about design. It's yeah. really en encouraging them about good business process. So give me one thing that if I'm a CEO, and I am, but we don't have an, right now our yeah. office is all over the place. If I was a CEO, maybe I should yeah. figure out what I do. But um, if, if I, if I, in a big company that used your software, what are a few things that would really make my life easier that I can do with iOffice? Well, for the CEO, um, I do think the conversation um, about creating environments that engage the worker and attract skilled labor and I hate labor, not, you know what I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, knowledge yeah. workers, yep. tell, you know, uh, professionals um, into your environment, help you um, maintain those people in your environment. I think that that resonates. I think that, that a CEO can see that um, if, if their team members are happy and engaged and productive and collaborative, then that's uh, going to have a direct impact on shareholder value, the bottom line, whatever it is. I also think that what resonates with them is the ability to um, effectively plan for the future. So the workspace is kind of a fluid um, uh, environment. It needs to be more fluid yeah. um, because you have to be able to react to, you know, marketplace, you know, internal objectives team members, internal departmental objectives, all those kind of things. So 
you need to be able to be fluid. And, and this software allows you to, you know, um, be more agile, be more fluid, and then pull in um, information about how the workspace is performing and how it's being used so that you can um, measure and create analytics that help you make good business decisions like, um, you know, we're, we're noticing that none of the 10-person conference rooms are being used, but yet everybody's complaining that there's not a, a enough workspace. So let's yeah, right. look at how many people are actually using it, and maybe we need to take the 10-person conference room and create two, you know, six-person rooms. Yeah. Um, so that kind of information helps them make good decisions about their, their, their workspace and their real estate, because real estate is the second highest, typically the second highest G&A cost. Sure under employees. So that's a, that's a, a, a real value add. Yeah, talk a little bit about starting the company and why did you decide and how did you really come to, hey, this is something that we're going to develop and this is a need in the industry. And I want to hear about that origin story of iOffice. Um, we, my partner Don and I came from uh, Pitney Bowes Management Services where we would go on site um, to corporations and they would outsource mostly their office services, um, the the mail operations, centralized printing, kind of all that office services kind of stuff. And um, one of the things that really was challenging to us in maintaining ongoing customer relationships was being able to present to them value and how we had, in, you know, reduced cost, reduced time, added higher level of service, and and. We recognized that technology was the, the biggest problem because we were managing everything with spreadsheets and in multiple disparate databases and we're having to spend time, you know, consolidating all that so that we could report and it was 30 days in arrears and so about that time the internet was becoming, um, becoming an, uh, a consideration, I wouldn't say acceptable, but consideration for um, organizations to use as a business platform, use applications that were running on the internet. So I really have to credit my partner. He's the more engineer, well, he is an engineer, uh, <laughs> and more technically savvy than myself. But he said, you know, we could really create a product online that really helps people like us manage their business more effectively, manage multiple disparate services inside of a single platform yeah. across a broad location. So that's kind of how it started. And th what we did was... We took, we left Pitney. Um, we we worked with a company that had some great developer resources in house. We pitched that idea to them. We vetted the idea, did market research with all of our former uh, customers. Said, hey, what do you think about this? And we got lucky with a couple of them. You know, I don't know if fifty percent was just they liked Don and I and wanted to take a chance, and the other fifty was it was a great idea. Right. Uh, but we were able to kind of incubate that inside of these customers uh, environments and it just sort of exploded from there I mean it was great because we were able to start with a couple of uh, um, applications and then it just exploded inside of that environment because we were able to really understand what what corporations need um, so that's how it started I was reading one of your posts on LinkedIn and you talk about facilities managers and how they're a real asset to the CEO and you talk about things like productivity and cost and they really know the real estate and 
forecasters. How important? Talk a little bit about that facilities manager role. And I like how you're really, you know, you're going, you're, you're writing articles for those people. And even there are some articles in there about how you can get a job or how you can look better when you go to apply for a job like that. So talk about how important that facility manager is to have next to the CEO. Um, well, they're, they're critical. I mean, they, they understand, um, you know, kind of what's going on behind the scenes, how, um, people are engaging, what they're complaining about, what they're requesting, what they like. Um, so they really are a link with the workforce, um, and what their needs are inside of the workspace. So they have a great insight into, um, what the needs are and and can contribute to that conversation. So, you know, what I see so much now is that IT and HR, um, there's sort of a a confluence of of effort. They're kind of coming together and recognizing that each one of these internal support organizations in and of themselves are um, critical to the organization, but if they join forces then the, the, the power, not power, but the, the value that they can create um, collaborating and offering solutions um, that hit all those points is incredibly yeah. powerful. Yeah. None of them can op- operate in a vacuum anymore. Sure, sure, sure. Let's talk about 10 years down the road. That's a lifetime in technology, and you know it's hard. Who knows what we're going to be doing tomorrow? But I'd like to look five, 10 years down the road. Where do you see iOffice, and what's going to be the same, and what's going to be different? Um, you know, there's always going to be a need, especially in this ever-changing economy for what you guys do, but we always have to evolve as CEOs and business owners. What are you guys going to be doing in 10 years? I see iOffice as um, um, a platform technology. Um, I see the solutions that we, the, the basic solution that we offer as being a, uh, a core component to managing these workspaces. But one of the things that we introduced this year is the iOffice Marketplace because we recognize as a company that there is no way we can develop, come up with the ideas for every single piece of technology that can um, enhance yeah. the workspace. We just can't do it. There's it's, no way, it yeah. There's no way. So we want to create a community through this marketplace of best-of-breed technology partners um, and through, you know, APIs, plug-and-play APIs, we want to be able to integrate that um, to provide solutions for our customers. And that's a marketplace of all different types of solutions that we, the customer can leverage based on what their particular needs are. I mean, because every workplace is going to be different based on culture, based on a business line, et cetera. So I see iOffice as continuing to be a, a workplace platform that facilitates management of the basic, continues to manage the basic um, elements of a workspace, but then being um, a platform for technology solutions, either providing those technologies data yeah. or being a repository for um, reporting um, or, or being a mechanism um, by hooking in these um, exterior technologies to be um, a, a, a place where intelligent action is created, yeah. you know, minimizing, you know, action based on a schedule and doing it based on the need of the asset or the workspace, et cetera. Hey, everybody. This week's episode is also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwaterapparel.com. That's Freshwater Apparel dot com and check out their spring collection of t-shirts and 
soon. Beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater. It's a Midwest clothing company and they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan, and the shirts are 100% made in America. So you can't beat that. So if you love Freshwater like we do here at Michigan Creative, you should definitely check out their site. Lots more coming, but right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women. Like I said before, beanies are coming, stickers, all that stuff. So check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh. Back to the show. So Elizabeth, let's talk a little bit about you. And, and you know, one of the things here we'd like to do is talk about CEOs and people who are partners and running organizations and, and things that they do um, and have learned to do, <laughs> or sort of, not maybe not yet, because we're keeping, we know we always learn. Well, but, we're always learning. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Let, let's call yep, it yep. learning. Yeah, yeah. So how do you, you can't be everywhere all the time. And, you know, how do you make sure that when you're not there in the office or when you're not leading the client meeting or whatever it may be, how do you know that the machine, your business, iOffice, is, is running like a fine-tuned machine, like you would want it to run without you there? Well, the people, um, yeah. the, the people that we've surrounded ourselves with um, have, you know, character, um, they're committed um, to contributing to the organization, um, and you know, I, we've done a very good job of surrounding ourselves with people that that have those basic fundamentals. Right. Um, and either they have come from our industry and are able to deli- you know, contribute more and add value to what we already know or what we don't know, um, or we've we've trained them. Um, I, but I but people. By, by hiring the right team and, you know, really thinking about what the structure internally looks like to best support our customers. And yeah. we've done a lot of um, kind of internal infrastructure redesign this year on that piece because we're growing and we don't, we want to grow with our customers, not in spite of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so, good. I've really never heard it, heard it put that way, but I like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. Uh, uh, yeah to create an infrastructure that allows us to grow, but it allows the customer to still feel like we're engaged with them and we're offering solutions yeah. to them. So we've, we've spent a lot of time um, uh, defining what our, our infrastructure looks like and expanding upon that. What's one of the ways that, because we, we struggle with this right now, we're only five years old, so we struggle with this a lot, but there's that whole saying that you know you need to find time to work on your business, not just at it. So how do you guys, you know, and, and we're terrible at it um, right now because we're running really fast, but so how do you guys find the time to make sure that you're doing those pieces? Because um, it's not easy. That's a great question. And, and, and I'm going to go back to what I said two seconds ago. Uh, we had to put an infrastructure in yeah. place with the right people. And we, had to, we didn't really, you know, when we started this company, I was selling, I was marketing, sure. I was doing implementations and, you know, Don was directing development and managing the books. And, um, so now we are very conscientious and it's kind of a double edged sword. Um, well, it's not a double edged sword, but it's sometimes hard to get yourself out of the day to day when you, when originally you started in the day to day and you have to put people in between you and who actually are better than, than me and doing a lot of it, you know, yeah. like I'm no more qualified to do an implementation to save my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, you know, I had to hire the right people to be able to do that, but it's creating that right structure, um, um, 
to, to get you out of doing that day to day. And sometimes it's, it's hard because the customer's used to talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard. That transition period's hard. And we're still doing that. Yeah. I, mean, I think you're always going to do that. Yeah. Though. Yeah. We had a discussion about a particular customer this morning that's, you know, lock, you know, locked into Don personally and, and, and that's great, but you know, we, he's got to run the business and we yeah. got to figure out a better way to support that customer. Yeah, and we're getting there with that. And, and I think hiring the right person, Melissa, who's our COO, has really, really helped that. And I've purposely, you know, surrounded myself with people that were smarter and better than I was, which wasn't too difficult. Well, but no. <laughs> me, me neither. It yeah, wasn't that difficult. It was really easy. It was a very critical <laughs> yeah. uh, next step for us. I mean, I. It wasn't, was, a, it wasn't a should I. It's like, I better do that otherwise. Yeah, I'm going to fail. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. This is not going to work if I'm running I feel this that. Story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, you know, and I like that leadership style. I think it fits me and and fits you really well is is we understand and trust our people and we're able to put those people in leadership roles um, because we'd rather they be there anyway. And I like that. Yeah, me too. So what was your biggest mistake at iOffice when you first started? Was some things that you guys did um, or maybe have done recently that you're like, hey man, don't do this? Well, kind of a couple things stand out. one, when we started, we had a, a third um, business partner um, who was more um, experienced in business. Um, yeah. Don was the offside. I was marketing and sales, and we'd never set up a business. We didn't know what we were doing. And we found this third partner who was um, more senior and had that, what we thought, that experience. So he kind of, you know, we kind of all managed our buckets. Um, yeah. He managed the finances and P&L statements and all the accounts payables and receivables. And, you know, we would have our monthly partner meetings and, you know, go through the, the, the books and everything was doing great. But really it was not. And um, I did not do a good enough job of making sure I understood and, and asking questions um, and kind of pushing um, people that I thought were – you know, leaders in those particular areas and, and not being confident enough in myself um, to ask them questions that were more difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, and, and it, it, it was a problem because that third partner passed away oh, man. suddenly and um, that side of our business was a mess. Sure. And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so we had to kind of scramble around and it really, you know, got us thinking about the people that we have in place and what kind of structure and what we had to, you know, bone, bone up on that part of, uh, running the the business. And so that was a huge mistake and learning lesson for me. The other piece was more, um, well, I mean, it really wasn't, you know, I I think it's a mistake we needed to go through. We, we kind of got down, going down this consulting path that Mm -hmm. we thought would, um, result in this project management, move management consulting that we thought would result in software sales. Well, it never came to fruition. I mean, the theory is great, but sure. it's never worked out. And we got out of that business and refocused and, you know, said we were, we're a software company and we're going to focus all our energy on being a software company. So. Yeah, we've done that for a few products and things that we've offered. And it's kind of one of those things that most entrepreneurs and, and people who just start a business, oh, yeah, everybody will love this. This is a great idea with no test whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's kind of how we did it. I'd yeah. buy the heck out of this, you know, yeah. <laughs> but no one else is. So yeah. that, that's too bad. 
Yeah, you know, and I think that's something that, I, you know, when reading one of the things you said that really makes sense is that, in you know, I've uh, been reading the book E-Myth a few different times. And, and one of the things they talk about in that book is the person who's the tactician versus the business. And, and you know, let's say you love to do what you do, but then you don't know a thing about running the business. And that's a real problem because as a business owner, your number one thing is you got to run the business. Yes. And that was yes. hard. That's hard for us. It's hard for everybody, I think. Yeah, it's hard. What do you have to work on? What, what are some things that you know that you get in trouble? You're like, oh, man, what, what's some of your biggest faults that you have to always keep yourself in check with? Um, Absolutely I, nothing, right? No. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, uh, you know, just keeping, keeping on task. I'll get yeah. distracted. I need to stay focused, and um, I need to continue to do research and read. And, you know, you, you get all excited about something and a concept, and you dive deep into it, and you learn about it. And then I'm like, oh, I know this. I'm going to sink into that, and we're going to focus on this. And, and, and then, you know, I'm, I'm not staying abreast, and things change too quickly. I can't just, you know, get excited about one thing and not continue to read and research and keep up to date with my industry. So that's something I always have to challenge myself with. Um, and, um, those probably are the biggest thing is that yeah. I'm not a highly organized person yeah, uh, in terms of like administrative stuff. That's not my gig. I like big picture thinking and ideas and concepts yep. and I like to communicate, but execution is, woo, yeah. woo. I think that's my problem. That's why I hired Melissa because she's the yeah, tech, she's a tactician. Why. I mean, yeah, I she have a, yep. I have team members that, that, that do that well. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember a couple times I still do this too. And I do it with my video production manager, Jessica. And I'm like, don't worry, I'll edit that video. No problem. I'll take care of it a week later. Oh, no, no, no. I got it. I don't want to burden you with that. And then she they sometimes have to force me, give me the video, give okay. me the clips. Yeah. And then literally like, because I'll be like, oh, I don't want to bother them. But then an hour and a half later, it's done something I've been sitting on for a week and a half. Yeah. So it's terrible. And I need to focus on things that I even don't want to do. Like you said, the reading, I should write more blogs. It's just like, uh, I'd rather do a podcast. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one other thing I thought about too, was just in communicating internally, like I'll get yeah. going down a path and have these great ideas. And, um, you know, I'm doing all this research and I'm, you know, saying, well, you know, we need to do this and we need to do that. And they're like, what, where are you coming from? <laughs> what is and, this? Didn't yeah, I tell what? you about this? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so I, I need to share my research and communicate better with my team. Yeah. Yep. And that communication, because I'll do the same thing. And people are like, well, when did this start? I'm like, oh, a couple weeks ago. Where were yeah, you guys? Yeah. yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about work life balance. And, and the, you know, I really don't like that term, but however, we all need to do it. Um, if we really like what we do, it, that's great. And it's passionate and, and, and it's fun, but it's still work. And I think for us, especially where our brains are wired, I think it's not just leaving work. I think it's leaving work at work, maybe in a sense, and putting our phones away. How do you do that? How do you really balance yourself at home? Well, I do work at home a lot just yeah. the nature of our businesses. You know, I can do everything. Right from your phone. I right? can do everything. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a choice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Family is a priority to me and being, you know, a mother is a priority to me. And uh, I kind of, my partner thinks very much in that same vein. I mean, family is uh uh, priority for both of us. So I uh, early on established that um, that's just how I was going to manage my life. And, you know, I'm not saying that it always was perfect or it always, you know, there's plenty of things I've missed or, 
had to cancel um, base, you know, family things, um, and uh, had to you know do do work, go out of town, make a presentation, you know, meet a sales deadline, whatever it is. Um, I just think it's a personal choice, and it's um, kind of how you work with your your leadership team and and what expectations you set for each other. Uh, And I mean, my partner knows that if you know if I have to leave at three to go to a field hockey game, that if there's a a deadline, it's going to get done. It might not get done until midnight, but I'll I'll get it there. So. Yeah, and that's the thing that I had to do and learn pretty quick, and I'm getting better. Um, and I, I have to be purposeful about it. I have to shut the computer off at home and put my phone away. And yeah, I have I, to physically put it away. I do too. Like I, yeah, I stopped yeah. taking my sons play football, and I stopped taking the phone to, to the games because I would sit there and miss. You know, so I just I yeah. had to be very it's sad, but it's at least that's what I have to do, and I leave it in the car. And then I also use, we use Google Calendar now for everything. And so um, Melissa and Jess and Siobhan, they all put their personal stuff on the calendar too. So when we have to leave at 3.30 to go to that game or we got to go pick our parents up somewhere, then it's there, it's on the calendar, nothing else gets scheduled. Yep, and and we do the same. Yep. We use Google Calendar internally and um, share our personal stuff. It yep. says busy, it's busy. And yep. we respect that about each other. And I like that about today's, I don't know, I mean, we did it on purpose, but I like that we can do that. I think I like that we can do it for our employees. And I think that's super important to me. And I trust that, like you said, you know, if Melissa's going to leave at three o'clock today, I know she's going to be up doing proposals tonight at eight o'clock at night. I just know. Yeah. And yeah. if not, maybe she'll do it Sunday morning. I don't really care. I know it's going to get done. It's going to get done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I would have not liked work if I, yeah. I mean, part of the reason we, we left that big corporate environment is just because it was so daunting and bureaucratic sure. and, you know, un, un, uninspiring. Um, and, you know, when we, we created this office and set it up as an open office and we started letting pre- people bring dogs. Yeah, and, I know. You know, it just kind of evolved, but it certainly made me happy. So yeah, I, that, if it makes me happy, I, if people who work here, I, obviously, in the and I think that's the problem with some, especially here, and I don't know if it's like the, in Texas, but when every time we go to the uh, an office at the state, you know, what, whatever it is that we have to work with, the, the Secretary of State or whatever, you know, those big corporations and, and you know, state-run, we really never find very many people that are happy um, no. at their jobs. <laughs> and no. I feel awful. Like, I, you know, I, feel, I just feel terrible because I, I was an educator for 17 years before I started this company. So I've been in the environment of, of having to be places at certain times and listening to teachers complain. And one of the reasons I got out of it was like, oh, you know, I can't, I don't want to get like that. And, and, and I think it would be very hard for me to transition into a place that I had to, you know, and I'm very responsible, very hardworking. I'll get the job done, but really where I had to be accountable, like I had a lunch from 12 to 1230, like that would be, I don't know if I could uh, handle yeah, it. I, How would I, you do that? I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. But I feel bad because I can see that they're unhappy, but they can't go anywhere. Yeah. So, and that, that does an industry that needs to be shifted too, but you know, what do you do? Hi everybody, Brian here real quick. This episode of the business machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan creative. That's right. Michigan creative sponsors this business machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little business machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile friendly websites, 
digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are. And we really just want to talk to you. So if you want to just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me. My cell phone is 517-899-4533 or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. Give me a business book, Elizabeth, that I'm going to read more than the first 27 pages of. Because <laughs> well, I do mine that. are old, but they're still my favorite. Cool. Um, Good to Great. I loved that book. Love that. Uh, and I loved Purple Cow. That yeah, was a great influence on me at the perfect time. Really? Yeah, I uh, have that on Audible. I need to get get to that. Um, it really had an impact on how we marketed our business. Sure. And um, so I I loved that, and I think we've, you know, it's a constant bal bal balance. We um, I was talking to an analyst, um, Gartner, and um, getting their feedback on certain things and what do you think about this and what, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you think that you're communicating something um, <laughs> and you're just not. And he's like, well, I don't see that. This is what I see. And I'm like, Dad, yeah. shoot, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It made perfect sense in my head, though. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just being unique and being different and communicating that. And it's hard. It's hard. But um, I think it's important. And it was an important criteria for me is to establish – that we were a different company than our competition. And I think we've done that, yeah. um, but it, you know, it's, it's changing all the time and we've got to stay ahead of it. Yeah. If you could have dinner with any business owner, who would it be and why? Um, probably Sarah Blakely with Spanx. Hmm. Um, I think yeah. she's, she's got a cool bit. She just, that's just such a cool concept. And I know it's very, very female oriented, sure. but, what a simple concept that she has really um, it, uh, just maximized. And, and she's given back so much. Um, she really has taken uh, that business and, and contributed back to women. And I'd, I'd love to meet her and know her. Yeah, and they just started. It's funny because I was just looking at this the other day, but they did start a men's line. Um, oh, for, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, this underwear and underwear shirts i think just right okay. now but yeah yeah you know when you look at that concept you're like well yeah that makes perfect sense <laughs> but yeah. no one else started it so I yeah I, I would like to talk to her i think that would be a really cool conversation yeah give me an app besides iOffice, which i know is your favorite app um, or favorite technology what what's some technology app or software that you guys use or you use personally you couldn't live without um maps yeah. yeah, my you and my wife both. Yeah. All right, she needs one like on her body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she gets lost and like sometimes yeah. in our own house. No, I'm just kidding. I know. You I mean I'm? I love that app. And uh, I love weather apps and telecast. I'm addicted to knowing you know what the weather's going to be, especially when I'm traveling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love all the travel apps, Flight View. You know where my kids are always moving around. I want to know where they are. Um, and, you know, anything, I mean, that makes my life easier. Like, I love all the mobile apps the airlines have, how you can get all your tickets. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a huge techie type of person, yeah. but those are the ones I use, the oh. most basic ones. All right, so as we wrap up here, Elizabeth, how Which can we... sounds strange, not a techie yeah. person, I, a software company, but, you know, in my, in my, it took me forever to get from a calendar that I had to write down. I mean, I, I am, I am 50. It's, <laughs> funny, it's funny though, because I still don't like, you know, like there's Evernote 
and all these other things that people use. And I don't, I don't, I don't use those either. And here we are a techie and marketing company and mobile and all that stuff. But we still write, you know, we have legal pads here. Most of my staff just uses yellow legal pads. Um, and they're millennials. I have a lot of millennials on here, but you know, so we still have pieces of that we do. And, and, you know, I have some apps that I like, but we still like our paper. Yeah. And I also, I mean, as much as I like apps, sometimes I, I can absorb and understand data better from my desktop. Yeah, right. I can't. I can't always capture it all on my mobile phone. Yeah. yeah. So, if somebody wants to get a hold of you. What's the best way to do that to talk about? Because you do write a lot of blogs for people that are interested in that industry as well. What's the best way to get in touch with you and iOffice? Um, edukes at iOffice Corp um, is my email, and um, at iOffice Corp is our Twitter. And iOffice Corp is also our LinkedIn. So any one of those would be ideal. Last question. It's a big one. So Elizabeth, what do you think or what do you hope your legacy will be? Um, You know, I'm not so much, well, that I contributed, that I, I was contributed to my family, that I contributed to my, my, my community and that I was happy. Yeah. That would be what I would want to leave. You know, yeah, I, I was joyful and a resource and somebody you could count on. I was, I contributed to my friends, family and community. Yeah. And sometimes that's enough. And, and I like that happy piece because that's one of the things that I remember that I always would tell my kids and when my daughter went off to college and now that she's done, you know, I really, my goal for her was to be happy. Happy. That's yeah, it. That's all and I if, want. I, if that's all I could ask for, then if that's all, you know, that to me would be perfect. Yeah. Like I tell my friends and I, you know, you're only as happy as your most unhappy child. You've got, <laughs> yeah. you've got a brood full. So oh, my, yeah. I've got two. Yeah. It just depends. Sometimes you get two that are happy and two that are unhappy. And we're good. Yeah. It kind of balances out, you know. So <laughs> I think everybody's happy today. I don't know, but I haven't heard from anybody yet. So. All right. Well, thank you very much, Elizabeth, for being on the show today and leaving a legacy by contributing and giving back and being happy. I love that. Um, that's a great answer. And, and thank you very much. And, and Elizabeth Duke from iOffice helping us. And I, I really appreciate you coming on to our listeners and um, we'll have all your information in the show notes. So thank you again for being here today. And thank you, Brian. I enjoyed it very much. Good. Thank you, Elizabeth. All right, that was Elizabeth Dukes from iOffice, and check them out. We'll have all that in the show notes. Very interesting, and I think something that we should all take a look at. It's going to make your lives easier, um, especially as a CEO level. It's the last thing that you should be worried about. So have iOffice take care of it for you. And again, thank you for joining us. I'm Brian Town, host of The Business Machine and owner and CEO of Michigan Creative. And remember, guys, a great leader makes everyone around him or her better than they are. Thanks. We'll see you later.